Good evening, everybody. Tonight is April 6, 2019, and this is Sancio Speaks Sports. I'm your host, RJ Sancio. We're going to go over two things today, one of which is lighthearted, one of which is a bit more serious, in my opinion. The lighthearted topic is going over the Jets in uniform and five new teams that may need to update their looks. And then we're going to talk about the Alliance of American Football folding. So, that's going to be a little more heavy, uh, in my opinion. But with that out of the way, let's get the show started. So, the New York Jets new uniforms. I have seen some divided reactions on these. I personally don't mind them that much. I'm tired of the 1960s Jets look that they had. I mean, by the Jets getting rid of this uniform, they're getting rid of the uh, I'm trying to hold on to relevancy from 1969 look. So that's a good thing in my opinion. But the new uniforms, how good are they? Well, I can say the away uniform kind of reminds me of the 1980s Ken O'Brien uniforms, which I was a really big fan of. No, I wasn't alive then, but I wanted to look at the retro uniforms because it's one of my favorites. We also have a black uniform for the first time in Jets history. I watched um, the American Real League and the West Virginia Rough Riders owned by Greg Fernario have a great green and black combination. So green and black works. The home uniform, the one we're going to be seeing the most of, obviously, is it's decent. It's not good. It's not horrible. I can live with it. I think the only issue I have is the stripes on the shoulder, but I think I can learn to accept that. I like the metallic green they have on the helmet this time around. Uh, but overall, the Jets did a good job with their uniforms. However, there are some people who didn't fare as well, in my opinion. First off, all right, so we're going to do this with one team per major sports league. But because I want to do five, we're also going to have Major League Soccer in this episode. All right, sound good? Here we go. The NFL's worst uniform goes to the Los Angeles Rams home uniform. The LA Rams home uniform is kind of an unfortunate logistical nightmare. The helmets have the white horns, which I love, actually. I think those in the yellow horns are the best. However, the blue jersey with the mustardy bronze numbering and shoulder stripe are really ugly. Not to mention the pants have the white stripe in the blue. Overall, it's a bad look. Now, and I think this is an unfortunate situation for the LA Rams because when they moved from St. Louis, it wasn't, the NFL makes it so you can't change your uniforms until every so many years. And because the Rams had just renewed their contract, I think, they couldn't change them. That's when you see them mixing and matching. So is it a little cheap to go after the LA Rams here? Okay, probably it is. It's a little bit of a cheap shot. But I, I was never a fan of the mustardy bronze numbers um, that you see on their uniforms. So I got to give that the heat it deserves. Um, I do think they have a good retro home uniform with the 90s, but that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the current white horn um, mustard number that they have right now. 
Major League Baseball's use, um, pardon me, Major League Baseball's worst uniform currently isn't a main uniform, but it's an alternative. It's alternative uniform. Alternate number two for the Miami Marlins. See, the issue with the Miami Marlins one for me is it's this bright blue on top and then for the trunks. Now, I love bright blue. I'll be 100% honest with you guys. However, do we really need bright blue trunks? I mean, this is something I would make on Madden 07. You got bright, uh, you got bright blue shirt, bright blue, bright blue trunks. You get a little M over the heart, and then these black socks and shoes and a black cap. I think if you gave them a gray pair of pants or a black pair of pants, this wouldn't be on my list. Because I do think it's trying to be bold and new. But Derek Jeter should have vetoed this look from day one. So with that, I'm going to have to say the Miami Marlins alternate two uniform is the worst in Major League Baseball right now. For the National Hockey League, I go with the Vancouver Canucks home uniform. Now, the color scheme here is all right. Well, and, you know, I guess the C is supposed to be made out of a orca, I believe is what it is. But it looks ugly. It looks kind of creepy. I mean, it's a stupid face going, it's like a derpy face. You can just hear stupid sounds coming from it. Um, You know, it, it's, the green stripe is nice. But, I don't know. I also just don't like it when, this is something I'm not a huge fan of in hockey, um, especially Canucks here, because the word Vancouver is right over the logo, and the logo is really down low on the jersey. Like, guys, what are you doing? If you're going to have the text of your team name, have it, like, right under your collar, not, you know, five to ten inches below. It's disgusting. I love the color scheme. I don't like the derpy looking orca. Um, but, you know, I don't follow hockey as much, so I may have forgotten a logo. Um, pardon me, not a logo, uniform that was supposed to be here instead. So if I missed one, please let me know. For the NBA, we have the Brooklyn Nets City Edition. So the home city edition for the Brooklyn Nets. Now, first of all, this is one of the worst names in sports right now, the Nets, because it's basketball. Horrible. Secondly, I'm not that upset with the grayish color, but when you look at the side stripe, you've got about every color under the sun here. And I don't know what this is, because it wasn't like an LGBTQ flag color arrangement. That I can understand. That I'd be supported by. You know, I support that. But guys, you got like orange, red, purple, all the trimmings and these disgusting colors just mishmashed together. Looks like a kid grabs some pastels, puts them in random order, and then ran them all over a sheet of paper. And that's what you get for the NBA's um, Brooklyn Nets City Edition uniform. And to make things even more corny than they already were, they use Biggie's name on the sample uniform I found online. As a notorious B.I.G. Biggie. Guys, like, listen, I'm a 
I'm a fan of Tortoise B.I.G., but jeez Louise, guys. This is when you know you have no relevant players. When you have to use Viggy as your name on your uniform. No disrespect to Notorious B.I.G., but it's kind of funny just to see Biggie on the back of a uniform, even though it's a sample. What I want to know is, like, you know, is, like, Oakland going to sample one with, like, uh, you know, Tupac or or Easy e next time? I'm just saying, it's a stupid precedent. But the worst uniform, not just in the MLS, but in all the pro sports right now, is the Philadelphia Union's white secondary uniform. Now, I don't follow MLS that much, but when I saw this uniform, I knew I had to put it on this list to represent the MLS's worst. Why? All right. So it's classic white. Uh, it has a little Don't Tread on Me snake on it, which is actually a really nice touch. In most cases, it would escape, you know, from all the scrutiny. Navy blue is great. Until you see what's on the middle of it. I, I some sponsorship from a company called Bimbo. I am not making this up. So imagine this little Tommy, all right? Little Tommy's birthday, and Uncle Fred gives it to him. Here, Tommy, open the present. What is it, Uncle Fred? Open it up. Ma, yeah, what's a Bimbo? Like, imagine your child asking you that question. I mean, in Philadelphia, sports fans don't have this reputation. So, like, when I think of this in Philadelphia sports fans, I'm going to be thinking of them using insults, hurting slurs, you know, not not the company that they're supposed to be associated with here, which I don't know what the heck it is, but how did this get past the drawing board? Who said, hey, let's have bimbo plaster across our chest for a, a MLS soccer uniform? Who said that was a good idea? I don't care that it's your white secondary uniform. It's for sale on Dick's Sporting Goods for 85 bucks. There's, I mean, guys, it's 2019. If this happened a while back, you know, I mean, well, I think in the 1980s, you know, I could see it slipping by, like, but guys, it's 2019. What are we doing? Having bimbo plastered on our uniforms? I mean, I can picture, you know, like, if people make fun of Philadelphia sports fans because when they win through the Bowl, they'll tear down the entire darn city, and then, you know, and then you got this for your soccer team? Are you kidding me? Also, I don't like how it looks like there are wrinkles in the outfit from the Don't Try Me snake. It, like, and it makes like almost a pinwheel type look. And overall, just a bad uniform. And blah, blah, blah. You know, someone gets a disinfectant spray. You know, someone gets some like ties that can spray it on this thing. It's bad. But yeah, those are the uniforms that I thought were bad. Uh, and you didn't like my choices or thought I missed a bad one. Email me at sciencefieldspeaksports at gmail.com, sciencefieldspeaks, C-I-A-N-C-I-O, or message my Instagram page, sciencefield underscore speaks underscore sports. Now, that was the first half of the show. That was pretty lighthearted. We laughed about all these sports uniforms and how atrocious they are. But now, 
let's talk about the now defunct of Alliance of American Football. Now, I recently went on Alternative Football News Network and had a great time talking, well, not great time, but I had a fun time talking to the guys about how the Alliance of American Football fell apart at the scenes. And oh boy, only one name keeps coming to mind. Tom Dundon, owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. Partway through the season, he bought in and said, I'm going to give you guys $250 million to finish out your season. And all the AAF fans were like, great, let's go. Let's finish out the season. And then you hear that he's only giving money on a weekly basis. Now, Tom Dundon closes the whole league down. In week eight, it's two weeks till the playoffs start. I mean, guys, like, what's going on? He got 51% of the company. Ebersol, Polian, why do you give up 51% of the company? This man knows nothing about football. He owns a hockey team. No disrespect to Tom Dunning for owning a hockey team, but hockey and football don't translate perfectly. So here we have Tom Dunnan, a guy who's never owned a pro football team, coming by in 51% of an entire league. And as soon as he starts losing money, he decides to pull the plug. And everyone's wondering, well, why is he doing this? And there's a conspiracy theory that I'm pretty, uh, which won't surprise me. There was a piece of technology, an application the Alliance was using, that Tom Dunnan, I think, wanted to bring to the NHL. Now, by buying out 51% of the company, he would own the application and all the technology to go with it. Therefore, Tom Dundon basically said, here's $70 million. I'm going to buy this application. Now I'm going to close the doors on this league so that way you don't interfere with my Hurricanes playoff run in the ratings department. I mean, guys, what are we doing? That's so, so wrong. And then you want to, like, the guy wasn't seen sporting any AAF gear. Seriously, I will give you a shout-out if you can find a picture of Tom Dundon in Alliance of American Football apparel next week. If you message me at my email, which is sports at gmail.com, or my Instagram page, sports. If you can find a picture of Tom Dundon sporting any Alliance of American Football gear at all, I will give you a shout-out on my next show because I don't think you can find any. When I the press conference, he was like, Carolina Hurricanes outfit, and, you know, there was uniforms, like, ugh. One horrible cross-promotion. It's not supposed to be cross-promoting here. Two, I already had a stand for this guy because he's the guy who bought the Whalers out of Hartford. He, like, when when Hartford got all, wouldn't want to run, like, the Civic Center, um, you know, Tom Dennis, the guy who owns the Hurricanes, he took the Whalers, kind of. No, he didn't really. It was people in Connecticut, but I kind of had a little disdain for this guy. But, I mean, players were not really updated about the situation. Nobody on the advisory board wanted this. Pauline didn't want this. None of the Eversolves wanted this. Nobody wanted this. Tom Dunn tried to go bullying the NFL, saying, you know, well, if we don't get the money we the players we seek, we're going to fall the darn league. Stuff like that. It, it, those aren't that isn't word for word what he said, but that's what he's basically saying. Uh, it, it, a similar 
statements to that. Dude, this is a startup league. You hold no weight. So why in the world are you trying to bully the NFL, which is its 100th season? It took the NFL 38 years to hit mainstream relevancy. 38 years. And now you're going to pull the plug on this league after lesson one because you're tired of losing money? You lost $70 million. In order to make money, you have to be willing to lose money. Spend money to make money. I mean, I'm no expert in finances. I, I do not claim to be. But you, you sh should you not? I don't think you want to invest it if you're not willing to lose that money. And what I mean that money? I mean every last penny you put into it. Let's say I invest a million dollars into the AAF. You know, invested a million dollars into AAF. I have to be willing to go to sleep at night knowing the AAF may squander all one million of those dollars. And I have to live with that fact. That's how investing works as far as I'm concerned. And then Tom Dundon, you know, the league leaves the players up a creek here because they can't stay in the team hotels anymore. So this guy who broke his arm three days before the league full that gives his paying for the medical bills now. Players had to pay for their own flights home after the league folded. It's coming up and not everybody got fed after games uh, on the flights home. Only the coaches and players. That means like the equipment manager, guys like that, didn't get that luxury. Uh, by the way, if we want to talk about meals, we're going to hear that, you know, they were given $30 for meals the night before the game. $30. I mean, especially if you're talking about linemen, because there's some bigger guys in the suit the weight. How the heck are they supposed to live off $30 for food? It's a joke. And now Vince is telling his man looking to buy some assets. Mostly players. So some players have gotten some looks for NFL teams. I'm guessing the rest will either go to the CFL or they'll go to some of the indoor leagues. And those are not bad places to play. But the fact that the AAF had the best chance of becoming a legitimate spring football league since the USSL folded in 1985, and Tom Dundon decides to pull the plug just a few weeks after he gets there, he doesn't care. He didn't care about the product. I don't know why the Eversolves let him in. I'm offering new blood get a chance to own a sporting team. But a whole league? You're going to let this guy, you know, who only has an NHL team and no experience football take control over this league? Are you kidding me? The attendance in San Antonio dropped after Dundon came. San Antonio's attendance peaked around 30,000, and by the final week, it was around 17,000. That's losing 13,000 people showing up to Alamo Dome. That is crazy numbers. Some of the Facebook forums from you know, have changed from AF elite to XFL elite. Nobody wanted to spend operations, but Dundon. He was the only guy who wanted to do this. He went rogue. He went AWOL. And if Tom Dundon was deceptive of his intent when he joined the Alliance of American Football as an investor, he will be sued. Because he can be sued for that stuff. 
I won't be surprised for a few weeks from now. We're gonna be sitting here hearing Tom Dundon uh is being sued by Charlie Ebersaw and Bill Pullian of uh, the Alliance of American Football for deceiving them while investing. That's gonna flash all across ESPN. Uh one player had to pay for his hotel stay that the team provided, that the team provided, yeah, twenty five hundred bucks. That's not that's not a minuscule amount of money. That's money right there. So is all this Tom Dunn's fault? Shutting down the league, yes, absolutely. But Pauline never saw God treat the players better. I mean, guys, you had to last until the 2020 season was over, and then you could become a feeder league after the collection bargaining agreement is up. You can't believe the NFL like Tom Dunham was trying to do. That's not how things work. And if I sound heated about this, I'm sorry. But this is the first spring league I've gotten to personally experience with memory because I, I was barely alive when the XFL first took a field in 2001. Spring football leagues are exciting. It's alternative football. It, you know, and the AIF. Had the sky judge, which was the extra referee, to make sure the refs didn't blow blatant calls, because as every NFL fan knows, they do. You had no more onside kicks. Um, instead, it would be fourth and fifteen uh, on your on your own. I think what like twenty or thirty yard line, somewhere around there. That's a good idea because that's convertible but hard. There's no onside kicks. There's no kickoffs. You have reputable names right this thing. Bill Polian, Charlie Eversall, Dick Eversall all put their names on the line for this. And now Tom Dundon wants to call him, pull the plug. Steve Spurrier was coaching. I mean, this had the best names you could get without being at the NFL. And some greedy NHL owner wants to kill the whole thing? Are you kidding me? I mean, guys. This is tragic. And I ain't have a tea in my area. So imagine how all the stadium workers feel. They're out of a job. Coaches out of a job. Players out of a job. Fans are out of a team. I mean, what is going on here? How do you let a guy who clearly has no idea what he's doing? I mean... Okay, say I'm say I'm going to invest in a clothing business. All right, I need this really cool, like I don't know, way to track, like you know, how worn down the clothing is. But I have to have have a technology background. I'm like, hey guys, I want to invest in like 51 percent of your company. Now, if I never worked in the clothing industry, would you let me buy 51 percent of your company? No, because I don't know the industry. Why would you trust me with that money? Why would you? Even if your clothing company might be going under, you'd be looking to find other sellers. And you know what? I might have alternative motives while buying that. If that's the first company I'm buying into in the clothing industry, why do they trust me to buy into it? At 51%, that's controlling stake in the company. It's not like I'm buying 10% of the company because I can't take the technology and run away, which is what Dundon did, it looks like. But no, they gave Dunton full control of the last time football. Let him go rogue and kill the thing. This is just a travesty. 
I mean, I was on alternative football news network for two and a half hours talking about how much of a travesty this was. And I'm still talking about it right now because it's still a travesty. The fans have been robbed. The players have been robbed. Employees have been robbed. What's going to happen to the time slots on CBS? Internet network. I'm curious how they're going to fill that time up. I mean, nobody comes out winner here except for Tom Dundon. It disgusts me. I just finished the darn season out. So you don't look a complete idiot because what you're doing is you're trying to get into some elite country club, it seems like. I mean, who is Tom Dundon, like, you know, trying to cahoots with here? Being cahoots with the Illuminati or something? The PayPal Mafia? Who is it? What is Tom Dundon trying to prove here besides he clearly didn't care about the league? If I'm the NHL and Dundon's trying to buy this for me, you know, or like, you know, get the technology in me, and that's allegedly, allegedly, I won't say allegedly. But, you know, if I'm the NHL, I'm saying, great, this guy's killing the look of the NHL now. He's making all the owners look like scummy idiots. I mean, Tom Dundon, you're isolating yourself from all respectable owners in sports history. This is a disgusting act. I cannot believe he did this. And here we are. And we're talking about it. You know, I don't know what's going to happen to the days booked for the venues. The venues are losing money right now, to tell you that. Um, I think um, the, where the Apollos were playing on UCF, that's going to be over oh, like a million dollars. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, a, just a complete train wreck. And who's two in the horn as you let every other car off? Like Tom Dunn and Wave with a Carolina Hurricanes flag as they go into the playoffs for the first time in who knows how long. Because it's all about Tom Dundon again. It's a Tom Dundon show. Doesn't care about the players, doesn't care about the fans, doesn't care about the workers, doesn't care about. People put their name on the line for this league. People put their blood, sweat, and tears on the line for this to be successful. And here we are, April 6th, and we're still talking about how Tom Dunning killed the league. We're going to have an ESPN 30 for 30 on this within a few years. I mean, this is bad. I mean, at least SFL 2001 completed a darn season. As much, uh, you know, as, as, you know, as much as I give that original SFL a lot of heat for doing it horribly, at least they finished the season. The AAF didn't. And why? Because Tom Dunn said to pull the plug. Because it's all about Tom Dunn at the end of the day, guys. I mean, first of all, I'm not a fan of the Hurricanes beforehand. I wasn't a fan of the Hurricanes beforehand. I certainly am not a fan of the Hurricanes now. I'm certainly not a big fan of the NHL now because he's the owner in that league. Not because I was watching before that much, even though I'm a Pens fan. But if you're trying to get people to watch your NHL prize, don't go to sabotage another league and then say, hey, come on to our prize there's no other alternative. No, I'm not going to be watching the NHL anytime soon. Normally because I don't, but I just won't give me an incentive to. And you want to make me seem complacent with this stuff? Oh, just not going to happen. 
Way to ruin a good thing, Tom Dungeon. Way to ruin a good thing. Oh, boy. We're running down time. I think that's good before I pull a gasket and have some blood vessels burst. Um, first of all, I want to apologize for not having a live show today. I was hoping we would, but, um, you know, and having you guys call in, we can talk about this, but I have some things, some things came up, so I have other obligations. If you want to find past episodes, you can listen on Anchor.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn.com, and of course, Blog Talk Radio. So, what do I think about the Atlanta American football? It's a travesty. We will have a 30 for 30 on this in almost no time. Um, Vince will buy out all the contracts to the players that were good. And the XFL will come back stronger because of it. If you guys can um, find a picture of Tom Dundon wearing any AAF gear, please email me at cianfiosports at gmail.com or message my Instagram page, cianfio underscore speaks underscore sports. And you'll get a shout out on next week's show if you can send me that picture. No, Photoshop will not count. Thank you guys for tuning in to Cianfio Speaks Sports. I'll see you here again next week.